Welcome to episode 207 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about three ways the maps will help your Bible study. Let's dive in. In some Bibles today, there is a collection of maps at the very back of the Bible. And if you're like most people, you probably don't even look at them. (laughs) Well, it's interesting that the maps, not maybe even not the ones in the back of your Bible, but an atlas, the geography of the Bible lands is so important to your Bible study. In fact, geography is one of the key contexts that you need to keep in mind when you're studying the Bible. And so in this particular episode, I want to walk through three key ways or reasons why geography or the maps are so important to Bible study. So let's get started. Number one is just, again, keeping that geographical context in mind. We need to remember that everything in scripture happened somewhere. And though that doesn't sound really brilliant, (laughs) I fully admit that. The reality is, is that the geography of Israel specifically, but even as you look at the Middle East as a whole or Paul's missionary journeys, not all geography is the same. And that should make sense. If you look at America as a whole, what you see is you have coastal areas, you've got desert, you've got these plains, you know, like Kansas and, and that that area, you know, you, you have the Midwest and then you have the lush, fertile green areas of the East. And if you want to continue, you got the hot, humid summers of the south, the cold, blistering winters of the north. And so the geography, even of our country, is quite diverse. And the same thing's true about the Bible times, all that happened in the Bible. And though Israel is a really small country, it's about the size of New Jersey, it's interesting that it has just as many microclimates as the state of California. There are over a dozen microclimates in Israel. You have everything from true desert to high mountains to coastal plains to sort of a northern area that is very lush and green. So as we're studying the Bible, it is so easy at times to overlook the importance of geography about where things are at and how high things were or what it must have been like to actually walk the distances that people were required to. For example, When God looks at Abram and says, Abram, I want you to go from this land called Ur to this land I'm going to show you, which we know is the promised land, it's only a mere couple of verses, and yet we forget that Abraham had to travel hundreds of miles across deserts to get there. Or when Nehemiah asks the king, he says, hey, can I go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls? And the king says, well, how long are you going to be gone? Well, Nehemiah doesn't say in that particular passage, but we know based on the whole book of Nehemiah that he was gone for over a decade. That is not a short trip. Obviously, it's about 1,200 miles to get there. He spent a whole, all, that, all that time building the walls. Then he was kind of running as the governor and then eventually made his way back. When you open an atlas or you Google a Bible map, what is amazing is you, you begin to see how everything in Scripture begins to fit in a geographical sense. So I would highly encourage you, if you're going to be doing your Bible study, to consider opening up an atlas or Googling a Bible map and just see where were these things taking place. 
Was was it in a desert? Was it on a mountain? Is it in a lush, fertile plain? Or is it on the backside of the wilderness? Even the word wilderness is kind of tricky because me as an American, I think wilderness, I'm thinking a forest with lots of trees and bears and all that kind of stuff. But in Israel, a wilderness is a desert. It is nothing but sand and rock. And that's important to recognize when you realize that the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, or Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days. Having a lay of the land is so critical to gaining that depth of understanding as you come to the word of God. Well, a second reason why geography becomes important in your Bible study is because authors presume you actually have an understanding of those locations. If I went up to you and I began to talk about 9-11, most of you, even if you weren't born in 2001, know what I'm talking about. It's this event that has shaped our culture. And we just naturally presume when we're talking to an American that when we say 9-11, we're referring to a specific event. Well, the same thing's sort of true about the context of geography in the Bible. There's a lot of times where it mentions something and it presumes you know where it's at. For example, if a passage says that they went up to Capernaum, it presumes you understand that Capernaum is right there on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And that is so important to so many of the New Testament stories. Or perhaps it says something like they were down in the wilderness. Well, that's important to realize where that is located. It's not that far from Jerusalem, but it's out in the middle of these desert plains and cliffs. Let me give you one quick illustration of how the Bible authors presume you know basic geography. It's interesting, and I I love this meditation. I've been pondering this for several months now, but there's a story in 2 Kings chapter 4, and you probably know it well, but Elisha is told by this widow woman that her son has died. And so he goes to this village called Shunem, and of course, you know, he lays upon the boy and he springs back to life. And we're like, wow, what a great testimony of the prophet of the Lord. But it's interesting, in Luke chapter 7, the same thing is taking place. Jesus comes into a town called Nain, and as he goes in there, there's this widow woman whose son has died. And so Jesus approaches this procession that's coming out of the city, and he looks at the boy and he says, hey, rise up, and he springs back to life. And we're like, wow, that is such a neat parallel of those two stories. And yet the author presumes that you know something about the town called Nain. And what is so amazing is that when you look at it in the geography, it is on the exact same location. It's on that mountain where Shunem is. So in the exact same spot where Elisha raised to life a widow's son, so too Jesus goes to the very same mountain and raises a widow's son. Now, why is that so important? Well, it's because Jesus is making this phenomenal declaration that he is the fulfillment of the entirety of the Old Testament, that all that has been going on, he is now in the flesh, the fulfillment. And just as Elisha was considered one of the great prophets, here is the great prophet who has come and is not only doing the same sort of work, but is even doing a greater work than the old prophets. That's an incredible reality. So again, knowing the geography will help you because a lot 
of the biblical authors just presume you have a basic understanding of the geography, of whether it's mountains or dirt or sand or, or if it's a body of water or where it's located. So if I can encourage you, grab a map and look up locations when you come across them in Scripture. Well, let me give you a third reason why I think geography or maps really help your Bible study. For me personally, it helps make the Bible visual and real. Sometimes it's so easy to forget that the stories that we read in Scripture are actually true. They actually happen. They are historical and literal. And when you pull out a map and begin to plot its locations or where someone moved from place to place, it actually is a profound reminder that everything in the Bible is real. It took place and again, it gives a greater depth of understanding to a passage because it begins you, you, you begin to see the visual reality of it. Well, if you're looking for a practical way to do this, I would encourage you to get an atlas. Now, in the show notes for this particular episode, I've listed a few of my favorite atlases that you could consider getting. It's just a book that has maps and charts and graphs, and it's a great resource to include with your Bible study. And one other recommendation I would have is I would encourage you at some point in your life to actually go to the places. When I first went to Israel about six years ago, it was so profound and stirring and transformative in my life because it took the black and white text of scripture, which I'd studied and learned for years, and it made it, it's like it went to living color. It's like everything that was in 2D suddenly became 3D. And it was incredible to be walking in the very same places that I was reading. And so over the last several years, I've been taking groups over to Israel and it's not a tourist trip. I actually want to take the word of God and study the word of God on location. And if you're ever interested, I would highly encourage you to check out the informational page where all of our future trips are located. And that's at deeperchristian.com forward slash Israel. Now, whether or not you ever go with me, that's actually not the point. I, I do love our trips. It's so amazing to have a whole bunch of Christ-centered individuals pursuing Jesus Christ, just getting into the word as we walk the land, climb the mountains, and just enjoy the presence of Jesus Christ in the very place that the word of God was written. But again, regardless of whether or not you go with me, I would highly encourage you not to take a tourist trip to Israel, but that you would take a study tour of Israel, where you actually take your Bible, open up the pages, and study the word where it took place. Now, if you are interested in joining me, we do have a trip coming up this upcoming March of 2022, and we still have some space left. So if you are interested, I would love for you to consider joining me in this upcoming trip. It is going to be so powerful, and I'm so excited that Israel is finally back open after this whole corona craziness. And so we're going to be taking a group of about 30 people, and we're just going to be diving in, studying God's word as we walk the land. Again, if you want more information about that trip, just visit deeperchristian.com forward slash Israel for more information. Again, can I encourage you to get an atlas, look up some maps as you study the Bible, and I'm convinced that if you do, the depth and the richness of your study will just grow and grow and grow as you begin to see the importance of the maps, or maybe better stated, the geography of the very places that you are reading. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a list of those recommended atlases and links to this upcoming Israel trip, 
please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 207 for episode 207. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you study God's word and as you build your life around Jesus Christ.